Son Jesus, we bless His holy name. Bless you, Jesus. Bless you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Amen. Praise the Lord. Our Father, have your way tonight Amen. by your Spirit. Come and quicken every heart and quicken us. To feast with you as uh, on this table which you have prepared for us tonight. Thank you, because uh, everything is set in the spirit for you to bless us, and we just avail our vessel, our hearts, to be to be blessed to partake of this communion, this table, this fellowship tonight. Thank you, our Father and our God. Thank you for the vessel which you have prepared to use. I pray that you will use it as you desire to use it. Thank you, our Father. We give you all the glory and we worship your holy name. <clears throat> In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Good evening. Uh, please just welcome somebody and say you're welcome. You say you're welcome in Jesus' name. Welcome to everyone joining us online. God bless you. Praise the Lord. How are you? <laughs> you're blessed. <coughs> Amen. Um, let us open our Bibles. Praise the Lord. Um, can someone do a, a just a summary of I think of uh, Monday and Tuesday prayer meetings for us? Praise God. Um, <clears throat> I think we have to just kind of pick it up from. But I want to see how much we have been able to pick up so far. Praise God. Um, is anyone willing to help us do that? <laughs> Praise God. Receive speed in Jesus' name to raise up your hands. Okay. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Okay. 
Uh, we are focusing on Ephesians and uh, uh, we're just really focusing on the the growth of um, that stature of, or that nature of uh, Christ and uh, I believe um, I believe Monday we started off by seeing um, how uh, First of all, just started by saying how you know that there's a there's a vocation that we are called to, and that there's a there's a walk, there's a school that we have to be in. There's a there's something we have to attain, and the thing we have to attain is a is a fullness of uh, is of Christ. Um, and uh, just to just to cut it short, we 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 were focusing on when he says. Um, that they are gifts given to men, and that those those gifts that are given to men is for something, is to help uh, build people up. And it says, um, Job says that it's for the perfecting of the saints, uh, for the work of the ministry, and for the edifying of the body of Christ. Um, and it says that we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto a measure of the stature, of the fullness of Christ. Um, Monday we were seeing how there's a there's a measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. There's there is a a perfect man unto a perfect man, um, but even that perfect man has to be full, you know, and uh, that is a nature that, but that is a stature that can really fight against um, what. Satan has for men, and uh, we saw that what Satan has for men is, um, a, I believe you, it says that there are doctrines that uh, that can it says that some fourteen says that that we henceforth be no more children, dust to one through. So what that um, fullness of Christ can do to one is that you would be able to stand and you will not be tossed to and fro. So you'll be able to fight against things that can that really sway men away. Uh, anyone that has not come into that um, that fullness of Christ is still in uh, danger of being tossed to and fro by says a slight of men and um, cunning craftiness that lie in wait to deceive to deceive people and those things are what you know satan is their natures that satan can actually give to men and uh so is either is either one no man is kind of in the middle place you're either becoming christ or you're you're having you're having the nature of um of the devil uh and that is almost like a worldly nature so if you're not and that worldly nature if you're not racing to christ um you you're really you're in danger of being you know um swayed by doctrine and i like what you said that doctrine was is you know thoughts that can I forgot the word you use that doctrine like thoughts that can that can train people so it's not like yeah no it's not like you're looking for it it's something that they are easily just giving giving to men um but there's another very key thing we started seeing on monday and that thing is um is uh the body is the body of uh of that body of christ and uh we focused really focused on it says we saw we saw the first uh the first growth that it says for the perfecting of the scent. And then we, we began to see a second one. It says, um but um speaking the truth in love, we may grow up 
into him in all things, which is the head. Um, and then we really focused on that 16. It says, from whom the whole body fitly joins together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, make it increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. That's, a, that's an example somehow it's confusing, but how I understand it um, and how I believe uh, you know, the, the message is going is um, there's a, you use the word that there's a body of Christ, um, is, um, is somewhere. Um, everyone kind of has to journey into it. Um, and individually, you're supposed to grow to become a body of Christ. But there is, um, take your own place, sorry, grow and take your own place in the body. Uh, and, um, there is a, there is, there is, if you, you can't take your place in that body, if you are not full of Christ. Now, um, the reason why you need to be full of Christ is because in that place you're supposed to take, there is a, sub, there is a, I like the word he used, there is a, he says there is a, so, there is a thing of that, which every joint supply according to the effectual working. So people that have taken their place in that body, um, they are able to effectual, like that word effectual, effectively supply. Um, because the reason they can effectively supply is because they are full. That's the fullness mm -hmm. that they've that they've come into. Uh, so and um, you know, just just I think we've now entered um, yesterday's message. I was seeing that that thing about um, that thing about um, coming to that body. Is, it, the reason is because. Um, it's used the word like descending the body. It's almost like you need to come into that body because um, what is the, the purpose? The reason why we need to come into that body is the purpose is to to house is to house God. Because when when we come to that body, the reason that we're there is this for the purpose of really housing God. And that there is a there is a there is a fellowship. There's something about that body um, that it says the body groweth by itself, and it's not like again, it's not like we're not being taught or anything. But there is something about that body and and growing and growing. And I don't know. You kept mentioning. I think you said something about John, but it's almost like it's obviously like we've not gone there yet. Um, but what I see or what I, I feel that is in John is that thing about um, fellowshipping one with another that can actually grow up the body. Um, but um, yesterday, we also, we also saw that um, the thing about um, being full of Christ is that um, how, how that thing happens. I believe we, 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 in chapter 3, it says that, um, that there are stages in being full. So um, we have, we, you've given us that idea of the purpose of why we need to be in that body or why we need to be full to be in that body because um, you need to be, you need is to house God. But then we're really focusing on that being full. And we saw that it says that Christ will dwell in your heart by faith. Uh, it says that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend. So there is, a, there is a being rooted. The reason for being rooted is so that you can comprehend what is the depth, the height, the length. And you give us so many, uh, um, so many examples um, yesterday. And, and, and that thing is, 
is 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 really fatness you know it's not the so you you use so many examples of that like a dog that can be chained and this is not the one thing it's not the it's not the just let's just go here or go there no it's, it's something about is it's full it's being is being fat and that what that thing does is that it it enlarges us to to feel you know to feel all all christ and that's that can only be that is a thing of love. That is a thing of nature. That is how we can really, really, really be full of Christ. And um, again, just the, the what I'm saying is that we need to journey to that place so that we are not being. The reason why again we need to journey in being full is so that we're not um, we're not um, kept in that situation whereby we can be deceived by the devil because that's really what he's just looking to to do to deceive us and yeah. um, but that's that thing that helps us reaching into that fullness of christ is only what can actually overcome that that deceivable nature of the devil um yeah yeah yes that, that is uh, that's so, that's so nice thank you so much <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. Praise God. Hallelujah. Wow. So, uh, uh, this is uh, the amen. Okay. Um, for the first day, uh, we looked at the book of. Okay. So there were a lot of utterances that came about um, the subject of um, us being God's elect, and the scriptures opened. We went to that book of Ephesians, chapter four. And then we began to see um, the purpose of the fivefold. Basically, you you started the thought by saying they are they are supposed to bring to God for a purpose, right? And we see how they bring to God. Um, the first thing we see is in twelve for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, and for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. Unto the measure of the fullness of the stature of the fullness of Christ, but you pointed us to um, see the difference between this perfect, this this level of edification and growth versus the one we see in um, in fifteen when he says, "But speaking the truth in love may grow up unto him in all things." So you showed us that the thing of the fullness of 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 Christ. So the, the subject of the fullness of Christ, um, you showed us that there is first a perfect man, but it is not ultimate. However, it is a key position to be in the spirit. And um, why, why is that important? You showed us because at that position of the point of being, when you attain that fullness of Christ, you have overcome the world. Okay? So we saw that that position of the fullness of Christ is very important. Uh, one of the things is it's that posture that overcomes the world or that posture that signifies an overcoming of the of the world and it's that stature that can resist the doctrine that we see um, in that um, in that verse 14 because you said that doctrine sits um, in men or is a representation of what the work that Satan has done in men and that thing comes out as slight of men or cunning craftiness um, whereby they lie in way to deceive. Um, why is fullness of Christ important? One of the things we saw is, is because um, it is a person that is full in Christ that can receive or be in that position that you call trust in the spirit. And that 
position of trust is when God can begin to commit his own things, um, even things that pertain to immortality to um, to that person. And just to tie into what uh, my brother Wesley said, um, it is also from that position of fullness that we see that um, every joint can supply properly. Um, because if they are not full, then there will be deficiency in how they would give what they need to um to to bring to the body because like you said christ's body um exists in the spirit but we all have to grow up into it and take our places right so it is only from that position of fullness that we can now begin to supply and you said that um the way like wesley said you said um that edification happens is um is in love and it's an edification between themselves fellowshipping with themselves right so um that gave us um entrance into yesterday's thoughts where we went back to the verse one to see um to see um paul saying that we should walk worthy of the vocation and um, where we were called and then you took us back that the vocation it was referring to was where the thoughts in chapter three um then we went back to um verse 16 uh, and then the focus went on 17. It said that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith. And so you took us back to um, what faith's purpose is, right? Um, faith's purpose is to get a soul to love. And you said that a soul dwells in love by, um, I think the word you said is resting in being commanded or or something like that. So um, because you said love is not just something that we would do of of our own self. That love thing is is when a soul has been commanded and commanded and commanded to a point where the soul has come to a point where he doesn't even want to do his own things. So um, it is um, when Christ dwells in the heart by faith that will be rooted and grounded in love. So um, it's a continuous process, but being rooted and grounded in love is to comprehend with all saints. So you pointed us to the fact that the all saints there are not just um, born again saints, but are saints that are comprehending with you um, at this level. And he said, there you'll be able to understand the breadth, the length, the depth, the height. And um, I, I really thank God for utterance that came because you were really painting these um, boundaries, as it were, or the volume, because we're showing us that if there's a breadth, if there's a length, if there's height and there's depth, then you can see that there's a measurement. And it is in that position that you can tell that you've gotten to the end. If you are not aware of these things, you can be in a place and you don't even know where to go or how to journey um, properly. And you said that um, we are supposed to know that love of Christ that passeth knowledge. Um, that passeth knowledge, but you, you, um, when you were preaching, you said it is to know the love of Christ that passeth knowledge. So it can still be be known, but it's just that the knowledge of of that thing, uh, of that love, is um, you you said it is based on um, fatness basically right and that fatness is um, a typification of the anointing that has rested inside the vessel so um we began to see that that anointing um okay sorry let me just um go back a bit then you you were also showing us that there is a difference um that sorry for you to know that not that no love of christ that passeth knowledge you are supposed to be enlarged so you were showing us the difference between being enlarged and having zeal mm -hmm. because those are two um, different things. And then that's where the analogy of the dog that has been chained uh, has come from, that he would always want to go 
in his own strength, but we'll find out that he is actually his own boundary has been marked and um, he can't break through except that anointing comes within him. And he said that that anointing is supposed to rest inwardly within the person for you to grow to a point where the chains can be broken off. Um, so, uh, so we began to see that the, the fivefold really have all been given a capacity to administer that anointing um, in oil level. So um, when they administer it in oil, it's, we receive it as revelation. He said the oil is a revelation of Christ and it comes to dwell within us. After, after we've used it, it settles in us as fatness and it's, we need to be filled, be filled, be filled like that till we come to a place where we are full of Christ, right? And it is it is when we are full full of, of that knowledge of Christ that we'll be able to come to all the fullness of God. So um you then took us um back to um how these things apply to us that you know we should not be we should um begin to see this this thing of the fullness of christ as um bearing fruit as it were so we went to the prophecy in in isaiah to to see that 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 it, it that the, all these things are for us to bear so many fruits and our fruits are supposed to to abide and then i think the last thought was we went to colossians where paul um where the apostle paul um, was saying that this 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 gospel was administered to him um even for the mis f so I'm, I'm just going to read it sorry um it says uh if you continue in the faith grounded and settled and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you have heard and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven which whereof i paul um i was made a minister um, and then you you just um, were encouraging us. Uh, you, we went back again to see. Um, sorry, um, and then that thought goes down to twenty eight, where it says, "Whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man perfect in Jesus in in Christ Jesus." Because it is in this point that we can then go to the next level to begin to really take the things of the Father. These are all the things I picked, sir. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, thank you so so much. That that was wonderful. Um, praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, amen. Amen. Um, if I had time, I'd have gone maybe around everybody, but it's a temptation. But I can't do it because of time. Because I know, I know that we're all blessed. Uh, by God's grace, praise God. Hallelujah. Um, and um, amen. Amen. What I'm saying, um, in my heart, um, and it's is weighing. I don't know. It's uh, it's almost like a burden um, that I'm saying in my heart is to is the to to get our heart to connect with the the understanding the the essence of that that you know that was been that has been described as fatness uh, praise god that that thing that's been that's been described or the scripture describes as fatness that fatness receiving coming into that fatness praise god because uh, that's where the that's where the um, I guess that's where the difficulty is. I um, mean, in, in converting 
um, because for fatness to occur, there must have been a conversion of, of there are many things. There's how to receive, right? You must things must have been made available. You must have been able to receive, like oh, we're talking about the materials of Christ, which come right um, anointedly. Praise God. And then being able to receive, but when it's received internally, there are things that need to occur for to turn those materials into into fatness, praise God, on the inside of us. And that fatness is um is nature. You know, fat is where we associate fat with it as a bad thing. Praise God, especially in this I guess twenty first century, twenty twenty time. Praise God. Amen. You see <laughs> Amen. You see, so you can't even one one tiny fat is a problem. There should not be one issue. You should have chiseled muscles and everything. I don't know if that's how God is meant human beings to be. Praise God. We wouldn't know unless we are able to. Maybe they can show us a video of how Adam was. Praise God. You know. You know, Adam and Eve were the. They were the first people who their frame wasn't a product of their own conditioning. Mm. Every other person who was born, it somehow your frame is based on what you ate, how frequently you ate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. So, so we can't use maybe Cain or Abel or Seth to judge because we're simply because they ate too much. That's why. So, if there is a way to to show us a video of how Adam was, that we put everything to rest. What is the right body fat level? What is the right... Amen. I have a, I have a little, little feeling somewhere that we might be shocked if we see what God did. Maybe we might expect a chiseled man. Adam might not have been chiseled. Amen. There might have been some fat in some places. You don't think so? <laughs> Amen. 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 So, so let's not. Uh, so when we say fatness, ah, I say fatness, really fatness. <laughs> We've already. <laughs> to me, I feel like anything the world says is right is usually is not right. Sometimes it's the opposite. Uh, don't misunderstand me, okay? <laughs> I always say things that get me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. 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 But there's something about fat. How many of you know that fat is the sacrifice of God? When they bring an animal for sacrifice, God is not really interested in the muscles per se, according to what He told Moses. They actually they, they open the animal, they dig into the fat, the inward fat, the fat around the organs, those those areas. They are the things. That's what he spoke about, the fat of rams. Praise God. It does not delight in, in but offering or not the fat of rams. So when they bring an animal, the fat is what you, is what you burn and you sacrifice. Praise God. Amen. So, so that thing called fatness, spiritually speaking, is a healthy thing. Praise God. Um, so... And that, that fatness signifies how much of spirit materials 
praise God, how much spirit materials, spirit materials has, has sat within, has been, has gone through the processing, I mean, has gone through digestion, right? Um, because every oil, when oil goes in, oil, the body does stuff with oil that makes, can turn oil into fat that find its own position, praise God, within the body. Amen. Amen. So it means that it's materials that has been received. Like so, you can, like I was saying, then you can, you can, um, you can liken that oil to Christ that has been almost melted into a in a way he can flow. How they can pass him across. How they can give him. And we saw that how they make Christ flow is by. The instrumentality of revelation, right, is revealing bit by bit. The way an oil can be dropping bit by bit, drop by drop. Praise God. That's the same way that oil of Christ can flow. And that, and that oil, uh, anointing of Christ, like we said, is not the anointing upon that you use for things. Mm-hmm. So, so when we have an image of an anointed person doing miracles and all that, uh, so that's not the, that's a kind of anointing. Mm. Praise God. Mm. But that is not the kind of anointing we are speaking of when we talk speak about Christ, the Christ, the anointed one. We're talking about the anointed nature mm. that he has. Mm. So so it means that when you are able to you're able to melt that nature and re, and bring it into portions. What you're actually taking are portions of anointed inward nature. Praise God. They are portions of what? Anointed inward nature. Different, you're taking portions of characteristic of a person. And when I say person, don't look at body, move beyond body, see Christ's soul. That what made Christ's soul up? That inward man, praise God, that is the way that his essence can flow into you. Mm-hmm. And then the way those, that essence was in him, you can have that same essence in you that way. Praise God. And, and so that, that thing is what you call being edified. Say edified. Edify. Praise God. And which is the, the goal of the fivefold ministry, right? The goal of the fivefold ministry is to edify. Say that we come. Let's read it. Ephesians chapter, <coughs> Ephesians chapter four, verse, verse eleven. It says, and he, and he gave some apostles. Ephesians, Ephesians four eleven. He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, for the perfecting of the saints. For the work of the ministry, for the edifying, now what edifying means the building up of the what? Of the body of Christ. So we see that what this edifice of Christ, the edifice of Christ is constitute what? Fatness. Praise God. The, the edifice of Christ constitute what? Fatness. It constitutes fatness. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And uh, you now see what builds up fatness. Amen. Amen. What develops, what 
what culture the, the machinery that is able to install fatness inside a man is called grace grace say grace grace amen grace is the is the instrument that knows how to handle oil of godly nature he knows grace is the administrator of anointed things grace is the one who is one who apportions it is the one who 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 develops it is the one who installs it amen grace is the installer so you know how you install something right you have an app you have a, a, a an operating system you want to install the app on the operating system means you want to get the the way that app is really when you have a disk or a, a, a USB that has an app in it, it, you can look at it like something that is carrying a spirit. That app application is a spirit. Is spirit? Praise God! What is spirit? Spirit is behaviors, characteristics, doings, actions, decisions, wills. So every app is an archive of wills. It has intention to get something done. So so and without that application in that operating system. It can't, you can't bring about the behavior that is coded into the application. Are you, are you seeing that? So for, in order to do that, you need a, a, you need a technician who has, who has a mind that knows how to install an application on an operating system. It's not a trivial thing if you don't know what you're doing. You can end up doing something else. So, but the, so the installation of, of, that, of a program this, of course, the program now is Christ, right? What Christ in measure that needs to be installed within the soul of man is installed by gracious operations. Gracious operations. Praise God. So it's very clear that so without, without grace operating, you can't transfer Christ from one point A to point B. You can't move Christ's nature from one from one place, <laughs> praise God, to another. By places now, you're talking about housing of essence in the spirit. Praise God. Are you getting what I'm saying? You have a housing of essence. I, I think where is the house where they store the fat of Christ? It's called Holy Ghost. Amen. Praise God. The, the Holy Ghost is the, is the storehouse. When you check Holy Ghost, it's the storehouse of fatnesses. Beyond Christ, there are more fatnesses. There are more, there's more fatness. There's more anointed nature. We got to a point where they had to now anoint a Christ with something higher. So imagine the anointed one coming to be anointed. <laughs> How many of you realize that? You know that the man who they anointed in Hebrews chapter 1 was an anointed person. They brought the anointed man and he said that, therefore, God thy God, even thy God has anointed thee. So it means there are higher anointings than the Christ anointing. You know what? But the way they announce him, the anointed one, you seem like this is the only anointed thing. But it's not. It's, the anointed one is the beginning of anointed nature, it's the start of anointed nature. Now, the anointed man is the first anointed. 
is the is the first anointed stature a man can grow into. That's who Christ is. Praise the Lord. But, but so you now see that the Holy Spirit, if you take spirit, the Holy Ghost is a house of anointed natures. Amen. Amen. They, that's what they store in the spirit. They, they store anointed natures, right, inside the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Amen. Amen. And, it's from, and the Holy Ghost is from him that they download the anointing. They download portion, materials of the anointed nature. is downloaded from the Holy Ghost. Praise God. So without entrance into the Holy Ghost, to start with, a soul cannot gain access to the anointed, to anointed nature properties. Praise God. Are we making sense? Without access into the Holy Ghost. Now, in, now in the Holy Ghost, praise God, there are, there are now operations of grace. Amen. Um, let's, if you go to, you see, let's just read a few things here from this Ephesians chapter 4. Um, you see from verse, so verse 1, it says, Therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, right? With all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit. Uh, I was explaining last time that this thing called unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace is talking about a position yeah. called peace. And that position called peace is a realm in the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. Praise God. Is a position in the Holy Ghost where those who have, who have inherited the the Holy Ghost's in his inventory, things which are stored in his warehouse, you'll be, you'll be moving and increasing until you go to a point where you make peace with God, right? And so that the, the kind of attribute you acquire at that place is called a unity, or it's called the unity of the Spirit. Praise God. It's called the unity. You're able to keep the unity of the Spirit where? In the bond of peace. I want to ask me what is the meaning of unity in the spirit, like we were talking about yesterday. The unity means unit, unity, oneness. The, so the oneness of the spirit in the bond of peace. Are you able to see the, the reason for the spirit now? Like what is that the spirit's his main function, his occupation in the Godhead? Is the is the one who who is the one the spirit is the quality control entity of the Godhead. It's the, are you getting that? The quality control, that's one of the main jobs of the spirit. That if, you will, if you will lay hold of the essence, you have to pass through the spirit. Amen. And, and so the spirit, is, in the spirit, only the spirit can bring about unity. The word unity means oneness. You know, in the realm of the spirit, oneness is hard to achieve. When you see that word oneness, oneness is a big word in the spirit. Oneness is a very big word. Oneness is almost an impossible word in the spirit. 
to get that thing called oneness, the amount of war, labor, that's what the devil has been laboring for, for a long time. Even till now, how many thousand years have men been here? He has still never achieved that thing called oneness. In other words, when you check every work of the devil, you will still be finding variants. You see, you see how many devil's children who take break to go and serve God for some time and come back. <laughs> Praise God. You can, the devil can have a child who mistakenly was invited to a church program and is crying on the altar there. He's supposed to be a child of the devil, but <laughs> praise God. Amen. Because, but because it's the heart is still in a fluid state, right, where it's still being impacted and influenced by diverse forces and, and diverse winds, praise God. So, so imagine if you can, if you can just use your, the eyes of your inward eyes and sight the terrain of the, of the soul, you will see that that's a fluid world. And in such a world, it's so difficult to attain something called oneness One, or, or unity. The, to, to attain unity is a highly spiritual work. You have to keep pouring spirit, pouring spirit, pouring spirit, pouring spirit. Pour in spirit, like the world. The world itself is not enough to produce unity. Even though, no matter how anointed the world is, you know how anointed with this wine and everything, it's still not enough. To you have to, you need something high. You need more than purple. You need some scarlet property to begin to 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 begin to. And scarlet means a higher potential of spirit. Praise God. It's a higher word. It's a higher potential of spirit. You know, the beast is more spiritual than the world. That's why he can carry the woman, the world. He can carry the woman. You need something more spiritual to carry something that is less spiritual. It means she is riding upon the beast because. The beast is more spiritual. Am I making sense? Yes. I'm just trying to use words to paint realities. And these realities are just, they are very clear. Praise God. Amen. Amen. So this thing called the unity of the spirit, praise God. And then in the bond of peace, then you now say there is one body and one spirit. There is one body and one spirit. Then you see, and even as you are called in one hope. So from here, they are now, you now begin to see one, 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 one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all. Praise God. So, so these are all, you see everything they mentioned, they are, all, they are all anointed properties that are kept by the Word, by the Spirit. Amen. Praise God. Are we making sense today? Praise God. I don't know what I'm saying. Is it beneficial yes, to us? Okay. I want to make sure that I'm not just saying things that uh, m- might not be. <laughs> Amen. So you feel like you're being blessed inside. In, deep down, you feel like you're being blessed. Praise God. You know, I'm not asking just your mind. I'm checking if you check on the inside. Okay. Amen. Um, and it's good to have all this understanding. Okay. One of the, our problems is that we know, we know too many outward things. Mm-hmm. Right, so when we are, we are, we know our most of our learning is outward. We are a bit handicapped. What Paul was talking about being dull of hearing, you know, Paul he has taught them to a point where it's time to be, you know, to speak about a priesthood, speak about most holy things, and and then meet. By the time when they are even not to be teachers, 
they had need again that someone had to teach them the what yeah praise god why because of dullness Dull, but i believe because we are the lord is helping us to hear and hear and we are committing ourselves and showing ourselves we will, be, we will not experience dullness of hearing Amen. but we will begin to hear experience more and more sharpness Amen. more swiftness Amen. more quickness Amen. praise god Amen. of here you, you get to a point where something that should have taken two hours message to get across to you before will take five minutes Amen. or less because as the as the the wavelength of speaking is descending you are picking it not you are not you know it one, one problem is that we take they are trying to communicate spirit. You have to take it first. You have to bring your logic, analyze it, and check it. Praise God and <laughs> filter it a little. But you finally agree with it. Some time has gone. Amen. <laughs> but uh, I bet they will quicken us. That's what the Bible uh, yeah, awakened me to learn, to hear as the learned. That word learned is, calling, is, is spiritual learnedness of hearing quickly. Amen. You be able to hear what? Quickly, praise the Lord. There's a, there's a, a, a hearing you get to that, that scripture can begin to speak to your depths. You, you ought to use your depths to connect scripture very, very quickly. Amen. You, sometimes you will get to a place where when you're reading the scripture, you would have received the spiritual understanding first before you get the, the logical understanding. And that, that happens. That you see, you see a place, and then you read it, and then some, it drops something inside you. Mm-hmm. Then after a while, the spirit begins to open up, even in a more in the realm of understanding, what what you are seeing, and that is a more authentic way of of reading the Bible. It takes some growth to get there, but when you get there, it's, it's a blessed place because you your 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 relationship you you are more open to the teaching of the spirit it does growing in that way does a lot for you it it that's the the kind of operation that keeps you from error praise god when someone brings one kind of strange interpretation to you about something even that might seem very logical but you will see that it's not it's not communicating with the inward the, the that inward witness they are binding unction on the inside of it has been developed over time when it's not speaking. You know that there's something wrong with this thing. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. So a part of um, a spiritual learning, a spiritual exercise is to, is to heighten the activity of the inward unction. Mm-hmm. That unction which John spoke about, which abided in you. Uh, one of the activity, the, the manifestation of that unction is that you need that no man teach you. That doesn't mean you won't listen to message or preaching anymore. That's not the meaning of no man. Praise God, because when you are, you are the, the, when, praise God, Hallelujah. when you are being taught by uh, someone who is quickened by the Spirit, it's not a man teaching you. Yeah. Many times, the guy who is talking is being taught as you are being taught because of the flow of the Spirit. Amen. So, you know that no man teaches you, amen, but that unction which abides is true. It will not lie to you. Napoli said it will begin to teach you all things. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So that's an, uh, uh, this also ties into our message yes. too because it's like I'm just saying the Lord <laughs> is showing the inward facility 
that need to be developed on the inside of souls in the in this realm of Christ. Mm-hmm. Praise God. The, mm-hmm. And that the, all these inward facilities, they all play with each other. Yes. When you sum them up, that's what actually equates fatness. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. I want you to imagine I want you to imagine the the kind of relationship a perfect man has with scriptures. Mm-hmm. Right? Are you seeing that? Mm-hmm. You, you, you now begin to understand why a perfect man can, underst- can begin to understand eternal life. Mm-hmm. Why he can begin to hear eternal life. Why he can begin to hear the, the scriptures about the Father. Mm-hmm. Scriptures about everlasting works and everlasting nature. Mm-hmm. Scriptures about immortality. Why the level of understanding mm-hmm. is higher yes. at that level. Do you see that? Yes, Praise the Lord. Uh, so, um, this thing here of um, of being increased. Praise God. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. Thank you. Holy Spirit, we, uh, we give you, ask you that, to come and help us and teach us Amen. freely as you, ought, you want to today. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Jesus, the Lord said that you will not speak of yourself, but what you hear, that you speak. So we, we also, we know he's also present here. We know he's the one teaching us um, that we have the, the Lord. The Lord is that spirit. And that spirit is available, is present to begin to teach, to bring forth liberty. Amen. Thank you, our, our Lord. We, we bless you. Amen. Praise God. In Ephesians 3, it says that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, right? That ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the with what is the breath. Praise God. Now, like I said before, that all saints, in fact, it doesn't say all the saints. Mm. Amen. Amen. Maybe if you said all the saints, you, you interpret it to mean all saints. All the saints that are born again. But it's he said you should comprehend with all saints. So it's very clear that those all saints are the all saints in this dimension. Right? So when you get there with all saints there, you will be able to comprehend what is the breadth and the length and depth and the what? And the height to comprehend. Say to comprehend. May be able to comprehend. With all saints, what is the breadth and length and depth and height? Amen. Amen. Should I give you a secret? Be praying these things. There's power in prayer. You see, where this was a prayer of, of Paul, right? Paul was just telling the Ephesians the kind of things he prays for them, right? He says, verse 14, For this cause I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. Um, so this verse 18, that you may be able to comprehend with all saints what is, the, what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height. To be able to comprehend. It's a, this is a spiritual comprehension. Praise God. Um, to, so this is comprehending the dimension that, and ultimately the fullness of Christ. Praise God. It's comp- comprehending what? The dimensions and then what? 
ultimately the what the fullness of of who of Christ praise God now this fullness of Christ here um, in chapter 4 verse praise God in chapter 4 they spoke about Christ himself now let me say this Jesus now praise God Hallelujah. say Jesus Jesus so the the fatness that you need to come into is is what Jesus um, as a man he was a man a child in Nazareth who was born just as a child like you were born but he at some point came into these things Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, what Jesus grew, when he said, and the child grew, and then he waxed strong in spirit. And then he had strong, he waxed strong, and he was in, in favor with God and with man. He, he waxed strong in spirit. He waxed strong in spirit. He waxed strong. That, the word spirit there is not his spirit man. Waxing, waxing strong. Praise God. You, do you get that? That word spirit, what is the spirit? Wax strong in spirit. Praise God. Amen. What's that? It is it is spiritual nature. It means that what they are trying to say is that he waxed strong spiritually. He was developing spiritually. He was waxing strong spiritually. Praise God. Amen. Do you know strength is fatness? Do you know strength is not height? Strength is not length. For to when you, you to think of strength, praise God. Amen. Strength is fatness in the spirit. Praise God. So Jesus Christ was gaining fatness in his soul. He was being enlarged in his soul. He was being increased in his soul as he was growing on the earth. Now, the, that fatness of his soul is what, is what now culminated in the Christ nature, the anointed nature, the Christ nature. Praise God. Amen. So, and you see that that nature um, is is what the all you see all of his journey. Praise God is to acquire fullness. Christ's journey was to acquire what fullness. Now, in verse, let's see verse. Chapter 4, chapter 4, verse 10. Praise God. Hallelujah. Chapter 4, verse 10, it says that, um, okay, let's see, verse 7. It says, But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the what? Of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he said, When he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and then gave gifts to men. Now, he that he ascended, what is it? But that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. And he that descended is the same also that ascended up 
far above all heavens, so that he might do what? He might feel all things. So that he might feel all things. So what does it mean to feel all things? What is it, when you say feel, is what is feeling is increasing. In increasing in every way. To fill up. Like a spread. Praise God. And so, the, what is the feeling? Feeling is the overcoming of space. Is the overcoming of space, or like the eating up of space, or, or the overcoming of the swallowing of, of space. Is the 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 feeling is also the increase of dominion. Is the increase and the expansion of what of dominion. So, and Jesus's dominion was such that he they grew him, they developed him in such a way. That they were not giving space. Praise God. Hallelujah. They were not what? Space. They were not giving space. When it came to anything that has to do with the present, they didn't give space that he did not yet, that he didn't fill up. That means there's no gap in his dominion, in the dominion of Christ. Praise God. Hallelujah. Are you seeing that? Yes. There's no what? There's no gap in the what? In the domain. That's why the grave could not hold him. Yes. The hell is at a position of in de- of depth. Yes. Right? It's just in a depth. They felt that because of how low we are, he will not descend into this area. But they made sure he also descended. The same that ascended is him that first descended. And when he got there, they saw that the, the hell saw, saw, saw his dominion was greater than that of hell. Praise the Lord. Are you seeing that his dominion was what? Greater than that of hell. And you know there's hell is below, or they call it beneath the earth. In Philippians chapter 2, they mentioned that they had highly exalted him and given him a name above every name. Of course, of course that exaltation, anytime you hear exaltation with respect to Christ, it also implies a dissension. Yes. It's not just an exalted thing. He also descended. That's what they're explaining to us here. That he that ascended is in that first of all descended. Praise God. That's why in that um, Philippians chapter 2, they said that, Therefore had God highly exalted him above every other name. That had the mention of that name. Every name should bow in heaven and earth. But then they now included also beneath the earth. Are you seeing that? Yes, now, why is it that knees beneath should bow? When, amen. You sure you know that knees bow, which are beneath, bowing to the mention of his name, is not, is not, it has nothing to do with just their position. That, oh, because they are beneath, that's why. No, it's not about that. Because, <laughs> Amen. You, when you go to that beneath place, you find stronger names, mm-hmm. names that are more difficult to bow yeah. there than you will find on the earth. Yeah. Yeah. So beneath the earth, <laughs> there are knees that are more stiff to bow. Even on the earth, it's not hard to get knees on the earth to bow at the name of Jesus. 
Praise God. But those ones, those ones beneath the earth, the ones that they kept there, they have stiff knees. Praise God. Are you seeing that? But so his name was highly exalted above every name. So the, those names that are beneath the earth, they also have to bow. Why? Because of dominion. Praise the Lord. Because of what? Dominion. Because of dominion. Because of dominion. Now, so, so the name that makes those people bow, that name, amen, amen. or let me put it this way, Christ, what makes Christ an, an overcomer? Praise God. Is because of. Is because. There was left nothing, that has not been put under him. Is because he didn't leave anything. Praise God. He didn't what leave anything. There was nothing left in the in the overcoming program of Christ. There's nothing that they mistook and then they forgot. And that, that I, I tell me, what was he overcoming? He was overcoming works. Yes, overcoming works and overcoming natures, yes, which are powers, yes, which is what he was overcoming. Wow. Amen. Now, Amen. now, when Jesus was overcoming all these things, did he have a list, a, a small booklet, where maybe he wrote all the names of all the evil spirits in hell? And say, okay, I have overcome. Praise God. Do you know any of their names? <laughs> Praise God. And he has a list of them. He's marking, okay, I've overcome. I overcame you yesterday. And I overcome the next one. And I overcome the next one. Praise God. You know, and I was saying last time, that's how our own religious mind works. When you see every name, you are seeing all the line up of all the demons, which. Jesus overcame. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Amen. Um, praise the Lord. <clears throat> but that thing is a more spiritual thing than that. Praise God. So Jesus' overcoming process was a gracious operation of increase in fatness. Amen. Amen. It was how, how was he overcoming them? He overcame them by the download of spiritual essence, spiritual properties, things that were coming into him that was increasing him, giving him more weight spiritually than the winds. Those spirits are winds that come to, to shake a soul, to move a soul out of path. Move a soul out of position. Amen. Amen. Like you see those temptations of, of the devil, they had to spell it out to, out to us like a story for the purpose of reading and understanding and comprehension. But I can bet you it didn't happen in a story form like that. Satan did not come with a manual. I'll open it. Temptation one. <laughs> Go and turn this. Then, okay, that did not work. Temptation two. <laughs> Are you getting me? You're talking about inward soul pools. 
those things were I, I doubt Satan came and appeared physically and said no he was talking about the, something inside a man pulling him yes. something inside a man making him be able to cite what glories mean look at the terrain of the earth look at envision what could happen envision what he could be praise God the uh, something within a man pulling him for an unnecessary display of power. Mm-hmm. Cast yourself down. Let angels come and carry you. So what might not even know what the sin in that thing might be. In other words, what's really, really sinful about that? Isn't there, is there anything bad about that? Praise God. But I, I, you see what I'm trying to tell you? <clears throat> We're talking about, so, the stature of Christ was, was, he was endowed with fatness, amen, amen, such that he couldn't be moved by cunning deceit of Satan, cunning appeals, praise God, Hallelujah. to sinful nature. That's what sways men, cunning appeals toward sinful nature. Are you seeing that? Yes, sir. No list of righteous things to do can, can stand and withstand cunning appeal to your sinful nature. Mm. To the lust that sits in the heart. Mm. The, those inward tendencies that are married to, your, to, to our soul by virtue of nurture and by virtue of nature. Mm. Things that we have acquired and inherited by living on the earth. Ways of calculation, behavior, affinity, and, and thinking pattern, and just natural inclination and desire for things that even are happening on the subconscious level most of the time. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Are you seeing that? Are you seeing that? So, so Jesus wasn't raised as a religious man. Jesus was raised as a spiritual man. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So he said, now he that ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. And he that descended is the same also that ascended far up far above all heavens, so that he might feel all things. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, and then for the what? Edifying of the what? Of the body of Christ. So you see that this he gave is a gift. Right, he gave to them, but verse 7 explains that the gift is for the is for the access to grace or is for the distribution of grace. Verse 7 says, But to everyone is given grace according to the measure. Of the gift of Christ. Now they didn't say to everyone is giving the gift of Christ. That they are in this sense. But they say to everyone is giving grace. But that grace according to the measure 
of the gift of Christ. Then later on, they now began to tell you what was the gift, what he gave. He gave some. So, you see, when he came to give, they said some. When he came to grace, they said all or to every. Amen. So, when he came to grace, he said what? Every. When he came to give, they said what? Some. So, it means that this some is to serve every. Is to serve every with grace. Is to serve what? Every with grace. And if anybody will say, okay, I need, I, I, they've given me grace, but you are not interested in the gift. You say, no, 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 no. This gift that they gave to some, that's their own. They gave it to them. Um, but we are all born again, really. So we don't really need those fivefold. Some people are angry. What was the anger? Why would someone just come and say, God sent me, God gave me something for you? Why did God not come and give me directly? You know, that is an anger to a soul that I have to go and now through a man, I have to. A soul, it hates that thing, but it's not something that you should hate. It has always been like that, right? From time, throughout the Bible, from Genesis up to till New Testament, is through channels that God blesses through channels. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, but so, but the purpose of the gifts of Christ, Amen. Are you seeing this? These are things we already know. How many of us didn't know this before? We all know this. I know. Praise God. So, but keep listening. Okay, <laughs> amen. amen. So, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, the, the reason for this grace, we have, to, we have to go through. So, maybe as we are going through, some of us will be finding out where we dropped it. Mm-hmm. Where, if we are not having fatness, what happened mm-hmm. along the way? At what point did we. We are chatting the cause to fullness. Mm-hmm. Amen. The cause, the, the, the way of provision. Of how men should any any soul that refuse this way, if you want to find another way to fullness, you will never come into the fullness of Christ. Praise the Lord. Yeah, we, are, we, are, we are seeing it that you need grace, and that grace came about somewhere. It's, it's something called custody. Say custody. custody. The, the graces, praise God. Yeah. Holy Ghost is. Once you get born again, to me, I feel you have Holy Ghost already. Mm. You might not have been baptized in the Holy Spirit yet, but He's right there. In fact, He's there. You just need a little bit of faith leap to, to, to receive your baptism. So you all have Holy Ghost. And that same Holy Ghost which you have is the same Spirit, the same Ghost where these fatnesses are kept. It's the same Spirit. The same Spirit that comes upon Someone who just got born again today is the same spirit that's archiving the natures of Christ and God. Inside that same Holy Ghost is archiving immortality. All of those materials are inside of him. But why can you not just get, why doesn't everybody just have them? Because of that thing of custody. It's custody. That those things, there is a way they are accessed. There is a way they are gotten. There is a way that they are given. Amen. Am I making sense? Now, am I saying that you cannot go to heaven without, let's say, if you say, I don't like fivefold, leave all these pastors, all these teachers, they just want to have premiums over people and all that. And then you go, I want to practice my own Christianity, my own kind of. Am I saying that if you do that, you won't go to heaven? No, you can go to heaven. 
But that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is he who ascended on high, who led captivity captive, and then came and then deemed it fit to give gifts unto men, to some. Do you agree? Yes, sir. Now, if him giving gift to some means nothing, why did he do it? If it's optional, you can go through the sum or you can go through. <laughs> That's not the, all these are ordinances on the spirit. And uh, amen. amen. So he gave gifts to some, praise God. And he, he told you why he gave gifts to them. It's for the perfecting of the saint. So it means no saint, many saints will go to heaven without connection of these gifts. But no saint will be perfected without these gifts. That's one thing you will find out that anywhere these gifts are absent, saints don't grow. I've come across all kinds of things. I've, I've, I've seen people who they don't like to say, no, these are, we just, they had fresh revelation of Holy, of New Testament. Uh, we don't need pastors, we're all brethren. So we just gather, let's say the meeting like this, we all gather, you talk your own, you talk your own, you talk your own, you talk your own, you talk your own. Praise God. And then we all come to a just fellowship together. And then, yeah, I say that because, I don't know, maybe it's a humility or something. So that nobody should be the one talking all the time. Everybody has something to say. Why? Because we are all anointed. We have Holy Spirit in, in us. All of us can be quickened by the Spirit to bring forth revelation. Are you getting what I'm saying? So they don't believe it. They, there's a disdain for this order in this place. Now, what you find with, with such people is that you find almost zero growth. Mm. You find plenty of talking of revelation, one truth here, one thing there, one insight here, one scripture there, one this one. But you see, you see basic, when you, when you forget about those things, you no, know, those show of spirituality and all that, gifts of the spirit, forget about those things then. Now begin to open the map of the yardsticks of measurement of growth and begin to line them up, which are faith and love, not faith to move mountain, faith of the Son of God and love. You see zero stature. Because to grow a soul, to grow a soul, to make a soul grow, begin to grow in Christ. Is a, is a highly supernatural operation. Even the, many times, the man who they gave gift to grow the soul, sometimes he does, most times he doesn't even know how it's happening. It's just, it's not that he has, he has one man, it's just, there's something about it. Praise God, there's something about this gift, that these gifts are the administrative arm of Christ towards the church. So if any soul who is secretly, you know some soul, they don't have boldness yet to come out and just say, no, we don't like this fivefold thing, we don't like this thing of someone, just one person preaching, preaching. Secretly in their heart, they like to be sharing their own thing somewhere, to do their own thing and be left alone. If a heart is like that, you will not be growing. You will not connect fatness. Mm-hmm. 
And there can be souls like that who are hanging around the world and all that. But they are not connecting the grace. All they just want, just let anything that the grace, maybe as the grace is coming, is bringing message, understanding, revelation. They don't want, they don't, they're not able to see that it's not just revelation flowing, that there is a grace at work. But they, they don't like that grace part. Cover it. We can cover the grace and let me just take all the revelation and go and do it myself. <laughs> let me go and arrange my revelation. And then how I like it and then and use it, praise God. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's not the order. These are the, the things that stop souls from being fat. Am I making sense? These are the things that stop souls from being fat. That stops stature of Christ from rising in his soul. So it means so it means that fatness is grace administrated. Grace, not just any grace. The grace that someone can have. I'm so I'm grace to make money. If there is anything like that. <laughs> Oh, I'm graced to cast out the devil. I'm graced to something that. That's not the grace I'm talking about. I'm talking about the grace, which is a f- operation of the gift, which he gave to men as a consequence of, uh, of descending and ascending far above all heavens. That grace or that gift is the, is the, is the provision which the, God has put in the churches, praise God, Hallelujah. to extend the grace that the grace that knows its way around the storehouse of, of fatness in, this, in the warehouse of the spirit. Then knows how to take things and dissolve them and give them into it. So, and, and that grace, all, because that grace also because the grace is walking in the minister most of the time, of course, and then the grace is walking in the hearer, is walking in the speaker, is here walking in the hearer. It's the same grace cooperation. That when the oil flows, the grace inside the hearer, amen, takes that oil, he knows what to do with it. He knows how to, to raise fatness, to raise stature on the inside. So, is this development of increasing, say increasing, increasing. Is, is strictly a grace activity? Is a grace activity? Is grace? Is grace? If grace is not working inside you, you will not be developing. You won't develop spiritually. You won't develop stature. You will not develop spiritual stature. If grace is not at work on the inside. <clears throat> Praise God. Hallelujah. Grace is the builder. That was the vision that Zachariah saw. Right? When he saw the stone. If the stone was just there, they were able to cite, make him see the stone that had been laid. When, you say, when they laid the stone, there was remaining, the building should start. But that grace was shoutings. To it, grace, 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 grace to it means grace is the laborer for the building, or what they call here the edifying. Mm. 
in verse 12, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So grace is the builder of the body of Christ. Grace is the builder. Grace, grace is the worker. Grace is the architect of spiritual formation, of spiritual nature. Is the, grace is the architect, is the architect and the builder of spiritual nature. <clears throat> Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Are, are we making sense? Yes, sir. He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of saints. Of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the what? Edifying of the body of Christ. Now, I want us to see those things they mentioned there, verse 12. There are three things they mentioned in verse 12. And those three things are not, not necessarily the same exact thing, even though they are related. They just they listed the three things which the gift is for. The gift is for those three things. The last one is the ultimate. We see when that last one fully, that last, that last one for the edifying, the building up of Christ is the, is the ultimate reason for the giving of the gift. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, you see verse 12, for the perfecting of the saints, they now say, for the comma, for the work of the ministry. For the perfecting of the saints, then for the work of the ministry. Praise God. Amen. They might see this. Ah, isn't the work of the ministry the perfecting of the saints? Not, they, don't, it's not, they are not equal to each other, even though they, they, one consists in the other. But they are not equal to each other. Part of the work of the ministry is the perfecting of the saints. But that's not all the work of the ministry. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. 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 So you see that work of the ministry is talking about the inworking of grace within the minister. Right? There's inworking of grace within what? The minister. Within the minister. Right, that goes beyond just the that in that activity of perfecting saints soul ministering minister the minister they has a lot is a is a gift that can be positioned to 
for the activity of heaven. For example, a minister can be ministering in a place for years, even though saints are growing, but by virtue of ministering, is also changing the, the landscape and changing the climate. Praise God. I, I even though you might not say that that one might not be directly the same work, even though it's going together with the, the work of perfecting of the saints, but ministry, ministers are stand-ins for Christ on the earth. Praise God. They are, the, they are stand-in for what? Christ on the earth. So, New Testament ministry beyond individual soul, then that work of the ministry now links that last part called the edifying of the body. So when you say body, you are looking beyond individual saints. You are looking at that thing which saints are being perfected for to take their place in the body. So really, the work the minister is doing in the perfecting of the saints, he's doing it with a view of the body. For the edifying, the building up of the body of Christ. These are different compartments of that thing called gifts. When, when Christ gave things to men, the kind of compartment, compartment of the gift of Christ that are in, that are in operation. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. So gifts of Christ are powerful. <laughs> then he says, Till we all come in the unity of the faith, and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, and then to the measure of the what stature of the fullness of Christ, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Of course, that's not the end; it still goes on, and there are more things after that. But that's one level, right? To the measure of the stature of the what of the fullness of Christ. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> now, so what, what will produce the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ is the operation of grace. How well grace operation can flourish within the soul of a believer. How well gracious operation gracious dealings can flow in a believer. Grace another word for grace to me is help. Help. Praise God. Hallelujah. Say help. Yeah. help. Grace is help. Help. Grace to help. Right? Come boldly to the throne of grace. Now, question, why do they call the throne the throne of grace? What, now, what you are obtaining is mercy. They should have said the throne of mercy. But why do they call it the throne of 
the throne of grace. Come boldly to the throne of grace too. Amen. Amen. Let us come boldly to the throne of grace. That we might obtain what? Mercy. Mercy. And find grace to help. So, when you obtain mercy, you will find grace to help. The purpose of mercy is to release grace to help. Praise God. <clears throat> it's to do what? So release grace to help. Now, so the purpose of grace is help. When grace has come, help has come. No soul can be made fat without help. Praise God. Hallelujah. No soul can be what? Made, Made fat, fat without help. Without help. Hey, what is help? Help is what you add to an insufficient situation to make it meet up. Help is what you add to impossibility to make it possible. Help is what you add to weakness so, to produce strength. So help is the help is the like Paul I besought three times and said that my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in your weakness. So he has his weakness. Right, but when you are coming into sufficiency of grace, that grace that what grace suffices is sufficient. I Means what was lacking, grace can supply it. So my grace is sufficient for you. So we need to be re reschooled and reeducated in the sufficiency. Of grace it is when you are when you are when you it is from settlement in sufficiency of grace that's where Christ arises that's where fullness arises resting in the sufficiency of grace that's where fatness emerges that's how a soul is made fat. <clears throat> so, grace, grace is powerful. It's a help. And see, the, if you can allow grace, grace knows what to do. Mm. 
Praise God. Hallelujah. If you can do what? <coughs> if you can allow grace, what happened? Grace knows, grace knows what to do. Praise the Lord. So, you see, grace is the builder. Grace is the developer. Right? Grace is the one who creates the... Um, the, the one who creates the environment where the, where the activity of, of the acquisition of Christ's nature, Christ's stature, of course... Praise God. John put it this way. He said, of his fullness have we received. Right? Of his fullness have we received what? Grace. For grace. He said the Lord came through Moses. But grace and truth came through who? Came through Jesus. Grace and truth came through Jesus. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Now, the issue we have with um, when or what fights our increase in the nature of Christ is the is the inability to to lean on the provision of grace. The the Praise God. The what? Provision of grace. Now, grace must increase for Christ to increase in his soul. You can't use a tiny grace level to produce fullness or a high stature. Of Christ. You need a an increase of grace. You need an increase of what? Grace. Of grace. 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 Praise God. Hallelujah. That's why Peter said, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge. Let's see that. Second Peter. Second Peter chapter chapter one. Praise God. Hallelujah. Verse two. 
Second Peter chapter 1, verse 2, it says, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, right? According as his divine power had given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having what escaped the corruption that is in the world through loss. Praise God. So, um, when grace and peace is multiplied, you see, of course, it says grace and peace is, is grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of who? Of Jesus Christ our Lord. So, there is a multiplying effect of grace. There is a multiplying effect of grace which must be activated to because you see what they are saying here is they are verse three and four they are showing how divine power causes increase and of course divine power is christ right how it causes increase and increase then in that way he's saying it give unto us all things that what all things is the feeling the supplying of everything is the Receiving of all things that pertain to life and godliness, that that is the that causes fullness of Christ. Praise God! It's the receiving. Are you seeing the connection between multiplication of grace and then the receiving of all things that pertain to life and godliness? Praise God! That pertain to what? Life and God. You see, grace and peace is multiplied through the knowledge. Then verse 3. He has given unto us all things that pertain to life and Godliness through the knowledge of Him. Praise God. So, are you seeing that? Through the knowledge. Through the knowledge. Means through knowledge activity. What they want to give you is all things. But when they are bringing it to you, they grace first. You must allow grace to operate. In order to install the the elements, the properties of life and godliness. So if grace is not multiplying the things that pertain unto life and godliness, even all things will not be received by the soul. Praise God. And of course, they are speaking about how through the receiving of all things that pertain to life and godliness will now eventually culminate after it has resulted in escaping of the corruption that's in the world through lust. It will now culminate in be you partaking in the divine nature or taking your part in the divine nature. Praise God. Now, there's a, this taking partaking of divine nature, there's something between this and Taking your part in the body of Christ. Right. Because what they call body of Christ is sitting at that high place. Right. The actual body of Christ will, is, is divine. Is a, is a divine, it's actually a divine product. Praise the Lord. Now, so, 
the, what we are looking at here is how will the soul receive all things? Say all. All. All things that pertain to life and godliness. How does the soul receive all things that pertain to life and godliness? Because it's the things that is all things that pertain to life and godliness that constitutes the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Praise God. What did I say? All things that pertain to life and godliness that constitute the the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So you see here that what makes these things come is the multiplication of what he calls grace and peace here. You see, they will say, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So, grow in grace. You increase, 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 increase. You should increase in grace. Now, what one thing that grace does is, <clears throat> grace is what translates revelation into life occurrences, or into say things, things. that pertain to life and godliness things that pertain to life and godliness grace translates your the revelation or how does oil become fatness that's what we are we are looking at now all right means you are receiving your 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 you've you're plugged into a conduit of christ of his gift and of his grace and you are receiving things that pertain to Christ, which is what we have been receiving. For how long have we been learning Christ now? It's been a long time. But I can say that we haven't become everything we have been hearing. But now, they are now rolling out a season where they are, they are talking about fullness. So, it means it's time. Praise God. <laughs> it's time for, for us to begin to hasten into development of of translating hearing into stature. <clears throat> they've lied to us before that it's not, it's not possible, it's not achievable, it's a lie. We know it's a lie. We know that we just need to be serious about it. Praise God. And it's not about you working it out. We are, we are seeing now that it's about the operations of grace, the complex spiritual operations of grace. Amen. That it's not about zeal. Like Paul said, that zeal, that, but, but not according to what? Knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness are going about to establish a righteousness of their own. God has helped us. We know it's not by that method. It's not by that way. 
praise God. There's something that grace does. There's a way grace, grace is grace that turns your oil into fatness. What is fatness? Fatness is the inward spiritual stature that all the revelation you are receiving is meant toward to produce. So, grace, how does grace do it? Grace interprets and, and grace interprets your life in the context of the spiritual will, which is, which is, which is hidden, which is inside the oil you are getting, or the nature of Christ. You see, in that, in that place is where the divide happens a lot of times, the disconnect between in, uh, the interpreting of your life. Praise God. Hallelujah. And, and then the application, because if the, your life is not interpreted with light of the properties which you are getting, the knowledge you are receiving, mm-hmm. is then it's hard for there to be, for, for your your life, your days, how you are living to be used to, pro- to raise your stature. You know, that's the point of your living. You know, we had how many days, how many hours have we lived today? All those hours are meant to be redeemed. That's what you call the redeeming of the time. The, the way redeeming means what you use it for. Who, who owns it? So the purpose of your time, it is great. Why grace being at work is what grace is the interpreter of a man's a man's life. He uses it and he interprets it and he tries to use it to use it for the purpose which the unction as is desiring to accomplish. Praise God. Hallelujah. I said grace is an interpreter. He's an interpreter, but he's also st- he's a, he's still a, he's a driver as well. Graciously. So, I mean, a man can live graciously. When you are living graciously, you start getting fatter. The Spirit. Gracious living results in div- in having stature. Gracious living results in being built up. If you are not living, if you don't live graciously, you don't heed the counsel of grace. Your oil will not be becoming fatness. You won't have what. The virgins had what separated virgins, foolish and wise virgins, was not, was in, was, was not the oil in their lamp, it was the oil in their vessel. They all had oil in their lamp when they came, but five had oil in their vessel, the other five had no oil in their vessel. To me, I feel like I, be, I believe oil in vessel is stored up as fatness. Yes. Mm. Praise God. 
is what you have inherited on the inside. And you know those for the wise virgin are a type of measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. They are those who are ready for the for the bride the bridegroom. Yes, what do you say? To join the body, to take their place in the body. Yeah. Am I making sense? Are you seeing that? So that storage of fatness on the inside is according to how of the cooperation of his soul with gracious counsel for living. Gracious what? Counsel for living. How many of you know you can you live you are supposed to live graciously? Gracious. Say gracious. 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 Thank you, Father. Oh, give you glory. Amen. Amen. Now, when grace is in operation, grace is a complex matter. Grace has grace has different kinds of dealings. Am I correct? Yes, sir. Now, but one of the kind of dealing that is a, a bit in the front where you say, ah, this is grace is, at, is, is actually where grace manifests a lot. It's when, it's, when it's, in the, it's when it begins to awaken the, it begins to awaken the, the, the trials, the persecution. Are you getting, you can call it persecution, the trials, the whatever Paul was talking, talk called his own thorns or what, those things. When I say my grace is sufficient for you, I mean, that's what grace is for to deal with such things. Okay, maybe I should summarize it in this way. It's an English word, I don't know if it's in the Bible, but it's easy for all of us to understand. It's called discomfort. Maybe that would be, that's a canopy word that trials can fall in there. Tribulation can fall in there, all kinds of things like that. Even thorn in flesh can fall into there. It's a, it's a calm, canopy word that you see. It says discomfort. Grace is to manage your moment of discomfort and, and set it up to use it for the, for the development of, of stature. The, so that, so you see why I'm not using just if I, if I say oh, just try a persecution you these are the areas Satan uses to cheat us out of all these messages and all these things is because when we say try you're waiting for one mighty thing where I don't know what do we think of try uh, trial as of something praise God Hallelujah. praise God. Hallelujah. Or when we read Messenger of Satan to, to buffet me, <laughs> you can't see yourself there. <laughs> I don't have. That's for Ivy. There's no Messenger of Satan here. Praise God. <laughs> Maybe you are waiting for four evil spirits to come in the night. To, one will carry your leg, one will carry your hand, and, and raise you up from your bed. We are the messengers of Satan. We have come to buffet you. <laughs> so, most people think that's how that happened. Then. <laughs> 
praise God and God appeared. Oh, my grace is sufficient for you. So, praise God. Yeah. So messenger of Satan. Messenger of Satan. Amen. Yeah. Or trials and tribulation. Praise God. <clears throat> so that's why I'm using the English word that discomfort. Anything that is uncomfortable to your person in those moments. That is when those are the moments that grace seizes. Yes. Those are grace opportunity. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. For to expand the soul. Mm-hmm. Anytime you feel a discomfort mm-hmm. is an opportunity for your soul to be made fatter. And you cannot be fatter without it. Mm. You can, the increase will not happen without it. It won't happen. Now, grace. Now, why, now you don't say, okay, but why do you need grace to handle, to come and interpret my discomfort? Why do I need grace? To come and interpret and and why can't I maybe can't I just do it myself? Which is what we do most of the time. Most of the time we handle our discomfort by ourselves. There are many reasons why we are conditioned to do so. The world and the devil has conditioned you to just quickly just hey, let's resolve this thing. Like quickly, how do we get praise God? Is again one of the first attributes of gracious nature is to when discomfort comes to first of all calm down, mm-hmm. just calm down and just wait upon, just stay and just calm, mm-hmm. calm, just calm, mm-hmm. calm down. Praise God. Mm-hmm. That urge to make you quickly that is the thing that wants to cheat you mm-hmm. out of the opportunity mm-hmm. for formation. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. So now the reason why you you need grace to deal with those things or to use it is because grace is the only thing that can understand the complexity of of what of the complexity of how the complexity of the soul to start with. Because you don't know your own soul. You don't know. Sometimes you think, you think here it feels like here it's pinching you. But what's making here feel like it's pinching you is something on the other side. You might not even know <laughs> what it is. Well, you know, you're going to solve this one, but you don't, you don't understand it. Amen. 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 So when you have a brother who is troubling you, mm. that situation might have nothing to do with that brother. Mm. But your carnal mind might just be seeing the brother's face mm. every day, every night. Oh. This, is the, this is my, he that troubled me, mm. this is him. <laughs> <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> 
Are you getting what well, that? It might not be that. It's not just that. That brother might just be how he's interfacing, how the thing is interfacing with you. But it's not that. Let's say. Obviously, my problem right now is just ah, this job situation. If I can just figure out this job situation, just get my my job very, 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 very quickly or something. Praise God. Mm-hmm. Or something. You know the way we think. I, I touched on that yesterday. You know, you know, we are still talking about that terrain of the dimensions of Christ and how what we are teaching now is how a soul who is positioned somewhere in that place can now begin to gain ground and gain f- f- um, um, fatness. Am I correct? Yes. <laughs> you see that? That your zeal want to push you in one way. Okay, ah, is this brother? So you say, let's just deal with it. If we can, if we can solve the wala of this brother, and then, and then that's disturbing me every time, then this whole thing is, is okay. Are you getting me? These things are, they are deep and they are strong. Ah, there's just this one weakness I have. If it's just this weakness, it's just sleep, it's sleep, it's sleep. If I can just deal with this problem of sleeping too much. Ah. By now. By now, I would have been a, I would have been, I would have been a, I would have been raising maybe like fifteen other brethren. Oh, you see, you should, you see, I, I know, I summarize it. It's just only one thing. It's just food. <laughs> if, if it was, let's say that there was no food in this world, that as human beings, as human beings, there's only one food that exists. <laughs> and that food has all the nutrient and everything. You don't need to eat anything. You don't even know about anything else. It's just spinach. That spinach has everything in it. And in fact, I mean, it's just something you, you just, If there was nothing like for this food, I would be. Ah, how far? Would, because it means that maybe very easily I can just declare three years fast. Or declare, and I would just be. Are you getting me? Are you getting what I'm trying to say now? These are just examples. We all have our own ways we think. There are ways we are seeing things. Are you getting me now? That kind of mindset, it's, it's preoccupying. And you, you can go from one to another. Today you think your following is food. After a while you think, let's say you might to force yourself, oh, no more eating. And then... It now seems as if that food has morphed. It has become something else. Taking another, another thing, telling you, look, I'm the problem. I'm the one causing you to... So it, it morphs, it changes, and all. Oh, are you getting what I'm saying? Amen. <laughs> so those things, what are they doing? They are appealing to the zealous nature in you. Say, I'm your problem. Come after me. 
come and fix me. I'm the one cursing you. I'm the reason why you're not yet like Christ. Just come. I, so we are going, we are addressing, are you going to say but, but the problem is that because of that preoccupation, you don't have time to engage the conversation of grace and you don't, you don't have time to employ grace. Amen. Amen. And Amen. many times, those things that we think, uh, praise God. Any, like, I, can, I can tell you very clearly, if you think the hindrance to your spirituality, why you are not like Christ, is because you are not fasting. I can just categorically tell you, that's not your problem. Mm. I don't need the revelation to know. You say, ah, but how do you know? Do you know of my own, my own case? I don't know. <laughs> I don't need to know your case. How, how do I, I'm telling you because what it takes to become Christ is more sophisticated than that. Let me also announce to you, if you are among the case, who people who think that because it's because you eat too much and you like food too much. Let me also announce to you that that is not the reason why you are not like Christ. <laughs> And if you are the one that thinks maybe, ah, maybe it's just because I, I just, um, hmm. I watch too much TV. If you can just, if all the TVs in the world can just disappear when I wake up tomorrow, by next year I will become like Christ. It's not that. Are you getting me? It's not that. It's not that. It's those are just outward things. Those are just. If that one was not there, you will find something else. It's not that. See, you are trying to treat the symptom of the problem, not the problem itself. If they really open your eye to see what is stopping you from your fullness in Christ, you will now see that it's not one thing or the other. Mm-hmm. You will see that it is, Paul calls it hard-pressed on every side. Huh. That to keep a soul in a place, they are all from every, see every side. Every side. There are things of working to, against you from every side. And that one, you know something you will lead, list, you can't sit down and list it out. It's not, it doesn't work like that. You're talking about installation of nature. Things that have been, things in you you don't even know are there. That are operating on the depth of your person. Keeping you in a place. Amen. Amen. Now, all those things that are there, sometimes if you bring one, one particular situation or temptation, it can expose one side. 
of it. It doesn't mean that that's only the only place where your issue is. <clears throat> Are you getting me? So, so it takes grace, praise God, Hallelujah. to be able to, so to make a soul fat, um, there's something that grace must do to the soul. Amen. God will give us just wisdom tonight to, and help. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Because, okay, let's see. In Christ, what are the things that need to be happening? In Christ, you see, your faith must be tried, right? The trying of your faith be more precious than gold that perishes might be tried. Um, mm-hmm. We found unto praise, honor, and glory, and, and all of that. Praise God. Now, you know, in that trying of your faith, it must be, it must be happening graciously. The trying of your faith must be happening. So, just say, I went to trial, oh. If you know the trial I went through, ah, then you quote scripture. Wow. Anyway, the trying of our faith is not much more precious than gold. After, after he, he knows the way I go, after he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. The fact that you quoted it and that you went through a trial doesn't necessarily mean you are coming forth as gold. Some of us are going from trial to trial to trial. Is what <laughs> not too much is happening. <laughs> well, let's even thank God that the heaven hasn't stopped the trial, they are still trying us. <laughs> so, I guess, so it's one thing to be tried, another thing to be tried graciously, to go through trials graciously. I thank God for the attitude of Paul that he, he besought the Lord about it. Then the Lord said, Look, forget about it. It is that grace. That is, most, that is sufficient. That grace is the answer. Mm-hmm. It's not even taking the trial. It's that my grace is sufficient for you. Mm-hmm. The sufficiency of grace. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Praise God. Are you seeing that? So this is not about living, trying to be good, striving. It's about being able to connect and settle in gracious living. Mm-hmm. Gracious living. Open the door to grace. Allow grace. Don't do it by yourself. Don't fix it by yourself. Don't solve it by yourself. Allow grace to do it. So, you now say that, that righteous men are gracious men. When you see the true, true stature of righteousness is gracious. <clears throat> so who is a gracious? A gracious man is a man who, who, is a man who got better. But when you check, how did he get better? It wasn't by thinking of all the evil he was doing and attacking them one by one. Is that he, he got better by help. He, 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 got, he got cleaner by help. His soul got cleaner. His, his heart got cleaner by help. 
Because by submitting to grace, operations of grace. So when you see this, this thing they call the measure of the stature of fullness of Christ, these are high statures of grace. When you see them, you will not see one iota of human zeal. You know that human religiousness zeal? You won't see that in such a nature. All you will see is a nature who has learned to cooperate with help. They learn to cooperate with the, with the, with the supply and the, of grace, the release of grace which heaven has supplied. And you see, over time, that grace has begun to install fatness. Mm. Fatness, praise God. Amen. 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 Am I making sense? Yes, Are we sir. making sense? Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. The, the, that fight of zeal versus, it's, to me I see it as zeal versus surrender. Mm-hmm. Zeal versus yielding. Are, are you, you know it's easy to be zealous than to surrender. Mm-hmm. Than to surrender. It's easier to be zealous than to let go. That, because surrendering means you are letting go. You are letting go. You are letting it go. Is, is the, is the hold is the the evil is the soul's grasp on things, the soul hold on things, the soul's control on things. That's where the evil is. And so, when you see the soul, it has a clenched fist; it's holding on to. And those things that it holds on to are things that it has interpreted as its life. But those things it interpreted as its life are tied to. They are tied to evil. So, so if a soul like that is hearing what, hearing what, hearing, and it, it has not been learned to, to be, to be liberal with his, with its things it interprets to be his life, he will find that he is always still offended. You will still be offended. Are you getting me? Yes, Are you seeing that? Is it making sense? Yes, sir. Oh, is in what you hold there, that's what generates sinfulness. Yeah. And or that's what causes leanness. Praise God. Hallelujah. Solomon said something in Proverbs. It was saying, was contrasting the 
attitude of uh, of a zealous soul versus the attitude of a liberal soul. Let's see, I think it's Proverbs 11. Praise God. Praise God. In Proverbs 11, verse, verse um, 24, right? It says, There is, so it means there's a person that scattereth and yet increaseth. And there is that withholdeth more than is meat, but it tendeth to poverty. Verse 25 says, The liberal soul shall be made fat. And he that watereth shall be watered also himself. Now, people, are, people use this in terms of giving and receiving. But the, 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 where it's coming from, the principle behind it is more than that. Right? It's more than that. It's that if you want to add more to something, you have to take away what is holding. If it's holding something, right, you, you can't bring, you have to take away the first to establish the second. Are you getting me? So, one of the, the reasons, when you see a soul that's not cooperating with grace, check the nature, why they are not cooperating. It is, it is too much, it's too much, it's too much of clinging to the familiar. Too much of clinging and then unwillingness to move into the unknown, unwillingness to to venture into inward terrain that grace wants to bring the soul into. Are you getting me? I don't know if you are, you are seeing what I'm saying. I'm just trying to fetch entrance that is coming to describe something that's very deep, but it is it's very deep. But if you can get it and hold it and and then try to begin to obey it, you will begin to see a great difference. Praise God. In terms of profit. Praise God. Hallelujah. What, what they are calling liberal soul here is not just someone who is giving money. It's a principle that you can't, you can't increase if you are not liberal. When you are clenching, there's one who is holding on to, holding too tightly, but he's not increasing. But there's one who is giving out, who is liberal, is who is he that is liberal that shall be made fat. The way they make a soul fat in Christ is that the grace stretches the soul into new terrain. Grace will push the soul into situations, circumstances that will expose the soul to Christ's attitude, Christ's response, Christ's reaction. Grace that does that, but that will not happen when the soul hasn't, isn't, is not of a liberal posture. Not liberal in terms of worldly liberal. I mean, there's a, there's a spiritual liberal, liberality <laughs> as an attitude, a tilt. Liberal, liberal attitude. 
Amen. Amen. This lesson, this lesson, the Lord taught to teach me this lesson a long years, some years ago, and He's still teaching me to today. But the, when this revelation landed inside my soul, that's when that was a turning point in the change of who I am. There is who I was before this revelation, and then there is who I I I started becoming after that, and who I was before. I had scripture. I had word of righteousness. I had learnt it, but in terms of the inheriting of nature, of this thing, you know what I'm saying? So, so before that, it was just Jeff that has all this scripture and who is here in this revelation, who's listening to these messages, but he's still very, 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 very much Jeff. Those who knew Jeff know that this is very, very, very much Jeff. The same, that just that Jeff. <laughs> Praise God. But now he can he has more scripture vocabulary. He has more things. Praise God. But there's a time when Jeff now began to change. Jeff he has plenty change to undergo. But the the time it is when Jeff learned the secret of let how to leave him himself and let go of his life and let go of his things and become liberal inwardly that, that will create space for grace mm. on the inside mm. and grace is what escorts the soul into terrain he doesn't know mm. means when i say escorting or going somewhere i'm talking about formation conformity changing bending of your disposition your heart mm. in ways that if they left you you will never bend that way you will never move that way. That's what grace is for. Grace operating, orchestrate situations around your life and then begin to manage and administrate the response towards it to, to bring about fatness on the inside. Are you getting me? So if a soul is not, is not learning this inward cooperation of grace, you will not be I, the oil will not be turning into fatness. You won't, won't be changing. You won't be becoming another man. You won't be becoming another person. You will not be changing. <coughs> Praise God. Yeah. Don't be afraid to change. Or don't be afraid to 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 stay in a disposition that's open to be changed. Mm. To me, that is the real, that is the real error. That is the real. If the one, if you want to say, what is the real, um, your real, the real offense when in this in this realm, is the is when you the so positions in an unchanging state, mm. where you are not. We are not saying now go and change and become Christ by yourself. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm talking about your posturing on the inside. That one is an offense. It offends the spirit when the soul, when they are releasing resources, but the soul is not yielding to help. You are not positioning. You are, you are, not, you are not opening. You are not open to the conversation of help. Or the conver- in many areas, we are not open to the conversation of changing. We are not saying know what to change into. We are not saying plan out your change. We are not saying, 
now write out a plan. That's what, but that's what we want to do. Yes, we, we want to have, be able to have a plan and say, this is my plan of growth now. Yeah. I have to work on this. I have to work. We like that kind of thing. Mm. I always say, ah, so what are you working on these days? You know, the, you know the kind of chat we like to have. Okay. Spiritual people. Yeah. <laughs> Spir- deep, in, in quote, deep spiritual yeah. conversation. <laughs> Oh, wow, that was such a great chat. Oh, we chatted about our growth and how we are working and how God is helping us and how God yeah, Amen. Talk, talk, chat, 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 talk, chat, talk, chat, 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 and talk. Ah, all these delays. Eh? Ah, they're just they're all these things. <laughs> well, that, that there is no way it is. There's something that we, it's almost even a pride too, that you have something you are working on. You know, it's just something that if I can just change this thing now, this is what they are dealing with me with. They are all those kind of things. We like that, but that's not really, that's not really the thing. Mm. Growing is not in much discussion. Mm. To be honest, there's not too much to discuss about it. Yeah. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. It's about the inward tilting and disposition towards receiving help and being and being and the um praise god and the yieldedness to the operation and the dealings of grace on the inside of the heart does that make sense and a lot of times grace grace talks to you but sometimes when grace is talking, we don't know who is talking is grace. Some, one of the ways grace talks is that grace can just show you a way to be. It's just a way to be. It's like a flash all of a sudden. Just a flash of something. It can be something you see in somebody. It can just be. That's how grace operates most of the time. Grace, grace, the grace in a person, when he sights you, can talk to the grace in you. To show you himself. He can grace beings from, from men. You know, you know that? I mean grace that is nature. When a man has cooperated with, with a grace. And has made him a certain way. Inside you. The grace inside you will be showing you. It will be showing you the works of grace in others. That is, if you, if you want to grow quickly, eh? let me just give you a little secret. Let your antenna, the antenna to see the gracious product in others, other people, increase the antenna. Yes. You will learn a lot from that. Yes. Jesus. <laughs> I know, I know people who, I know people who, you, they are, they are having some kind of struggle. 
right? And, and it's very clear this is a struggle in an, in an area. Amen. Amen. And maybe somehow, we, maybe it's a matter we have to deal with. Maybe we have to now go to scripture and explain why this should be so, why that should be so, why it should be done this way, not that way, and all that. And I know that the reason why this is even a problem is because you are not looking. You are not looking. If you can just forget yourself one day and just look at this one and that one and that yeah. one. Why are they dying like that? Yeah. And why am I tangenting this way? Yeah. That will solve your problem. Yeah. You don't need more revelation. You don't need anything. Yeah. You, don't need... <laughs> yeah. you don't need too much. Yeah. But it's the, what fights change is the possession of yourself. When you, when you take yourself as a possession and you want to al- align everything, is they, you want to uh, administer your growth to yourself, you want to administer your change to yourself, you want to administer... Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's where this thing lies. So this thing that they call the liberal soul is a soul that's willing to let go. Let go and expose your heart to... The, the operations of grace. Are, are we making sense? Are we making sense today? Like the children of Israel, who God, God, imagine a God who brought them out from Israel, from Egypt. All the things he killed the Egyptians in the Red Sea, did everything. They, they, and they, when you, normally if their heads were okay, there are some things that should not be a conversation to them, right? A God that can do all these things. Why would I be arguing with him about what kind of food is good for me? Mm. Are you getting <laughs> He was bringing manna from heaven. He said, no, manna is not good. This manna, we don't like this manna. We don't like how it tastes. We don't like that. We need, we need meat right now. Why? We call it the memory of Egypt. Are you getting me? One of the problems with Israel, they were too full of themselves. They couldn't smell and see that they are walking with Jehovah. Hmm. Imagine how full of yourself you must be where you are walking with God. What all the signs, what he did in Egypt and all that, you still have mind to be arguing about the food. And crying about water. And all those petty things. Are you kidding me? It's because they are too full of themselves. They 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 could not their eyes could not behold the graciousness of God. What they should have they should have been so much in awe, reverence. Wow. This this program is bigger than us. We are even privileged. Yeah. Ah, you mean all those stories they told us about how God walked with our father Abraham, Isaac, means it was true? Mean this God really exists? Wow. And he actually came to us in my own generation. Because those men who were alive, they are not the first generation of people. That in our own generation, he, he chose it fit to come and li- deliver us from Egypt and showed all these signs. Mm-hmm. In fact, whatever he wants to do, mm-hmm. we are willing. Mm-hmm. That should have been their heart. Mm-hmm. No, but they, are, they were too full of themselves. Mm-hmm. They were not inwardly liberal enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get what I'm saying? To, to be able to surrender to the operations of grace. That's the same kind of attitude men, some of us are having. In this kind of season, where we, we are so endowed with so much blessing, riches, speaking, revelation, all kinds of things. 
but we can still we still hold on to our the, the, instead of us to just stretch our hand to to grace to carry us to lead us anyway the last my last thought should be about my righteousness forget i'm even a sinner forget about all of that it's not about i get what i'm saying that zeal and that drive of zeal should die quickly it means nothing you're talking about the, we are talking about the unveiling of powers that can make a man a candidate of the throne of God. That should make it clear that it has nothing to do with you. It's about surrendering to the operations and the dealings of the, of the grace of God. Whatever dealings they are bringing, you surrender to them. You allow them to do it. Those Israelites in the book of Psalm 106... <coughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. They were writing about, about those, those people. Praise God. Hallelujah. About their, their heart attitude. Amen. Amen. I think it's already, somewhat, already 10, so we should be done. Let's just read this. It says, um, in verse 7, it praise God. Um, Psalm 106, verse 7, it said that, our fathers understood not thy wonders in Egypt. They remembered not the multitude of thy mercies, but provoked him at the sea, even at the Red Sea. Nevertheless, he saved them for his name's sake, that he might make his mighty power to be known. He rebuked the sea, the Red Sea also, and it was dried up. So he led them through the depths as through the wilderness, and he saved them from the hand of him that hated them. And redeem them from the hand of the enemy. Are you seeing that? And the waters covered their enemies. There was not one of them left. Then believed they his words. They sang his praise. (laughs) Because of just the awe of that thing. Then they soon forgot his works. They waited not for his counsel. But lusted exceedingly in the wilderness. And tempted God in the desert. And then he gave them their request. But sent leanness into their soul. Amen. But sent leanness. So it means that it, what he was supposed to do was to fatten their soul. Yes. Make them fat inwardly. Yes. May, may we not have our own our desire or request as they put it here. But rather, praise God. Hallelujah. But rather, may we learn how to cooperate with help. Yes. With, with provision. Just... Yes. That childlike attitude of surrendering to, to the program that's already written and finished in the spirit. The same program which your Lord went through. They want to raise gracious beings. Gracious statues. Even men who by the power of grace, by the workings of grace, will be able to arise and into that measure of the stature. Of the fullness of Christ. So it's very clear that that fullness of Christ is a gracious stature. And of his fullness have we received grace 
pan for for grace grace 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 for grace thank you jesus i'm seeing doorways being open into gracious living I'm seeing spiritual capacity for liberal attitude. Liberal response to the spirit. That fists of our soul that have been so clenched to hold on to our own things that they will just come upon us such ability for yieldedness. That because of this yieldedness, we begin to Experience the multiplication of grace that will result in peace. I'm seeing things that pertain to life and godliness being added. They're just daily, just daily, you just see things will be added to you. Things will be added to you. Things will be added to you. One of the the characteristics of a fat soul is the ability to bear. You can bear things. You can bear circumstances. You can bear because you are weighty. You can't be tossed to and fro anymore. Situations will come and go without shifting you off your trajectory, without shifting you off your course. I'm seeing because of grace, you begin to walk in such a, at such a pace that there's no more truncation. You know that off and on thing? No more. Because of fatness. Where you will take your place in, in the school of Christ and you will, there will be a, a steady increase, a steady growth, a steady edification until you begin to arrive at the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Your, yourself, your lost will no longer win battles. But rather, you will begin to gain conquest of fate. Faith response. Faith attitude. Faith reply. will not be far from you. It will become natural to you. You will begin to see with the eyes of faith. That's how a liberal soul sees. He's not too attached to elements. Not too attached to outcomes. Not too attached to projections of his, of his natural cerebral processes. Or rather, he's able to, to flow with, the, with, the, with what the Spirit is bringing. Being able to flow with what grace, the, the cause, with grace is charting every day for the soul. You know, Grace can create a world for you where you are living in grace. Grace defined. Grace cultured. Grace determined. I pray that every, every stiff nakedness that some of us have been plagued with will be broken. You will learn to cooperate with the wind. You learn to cooperate with the spirit. 
It will not take too much to move you. It won't take heaven too much to lead you. Heaven will not need too great an argument to convince you of their, of their path, to choose their counsel because of the liberal position which your soul and your heart will come into. Obedience will begin to become more natural and natural. And you begin to take delight in, in being commanded by heaven. I'm seeing souls racing into fullness. Quickly. It will happen quicker than you thought. Because of multiplication of grace. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Let's just begin to thank you. Just pray in the Spirit. Just pray in the Spirit.
tonight Lord this is help 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 you have heard our our cries some of us who have cried secretly looking for help asking for help crying to heaven looking to you for help thank you thank you for grace to help Grace to help. Grace for help. To help. Or to help. Grace to help. Help. Lord, my prayer is just let every heart find help. 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 Let every every heart, every heart, every yearning heart, every longing heart. Find help. Find help. 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 Minister grace. Shed grace. Thank you. No heart will be bankrupt any of grace anymore. But we'll, there will be so much sufficiency, surplus, capacity, ability. To live graciously. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. We'll begin to reach fullness. We'll begin to see not one, not two, not three, not few, but the majority of this company, Father, will not fall short of that measure. Thank you, our God. We give all the praise to your name, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father. We worship your holy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the 